Have you ever heard perfection doesn't exist? My guess is that you did, and you probably agree in principle with this statement. But then are you comfortable showing your vulnerability? Or do you try and hide those aspects and behaviors that might show it to the rest of the world? What can you do to become comfortable and confident with who you are and embrace your vulnerability? Join me after the intro for a conversation with a very special friend with whom we will answer this and many more questions. Stay tuned. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone, I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened? Why is it so difficult to truly forgive? How do we forgive? And can anything and anyone be forgiven? Hi, my name is Rosanna D and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe Show. This is a safe and not judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before. Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Try Show. Perfection doesn't exist, does it? Whenever I ask this question, I always get the same answer. Yes, of course, nobody's perfect. And yet, in a world where perfection doesn't exist, embracing our limitations and vulnerability is still very much a taboo, which sounds at the very least counterintuitive. So today we want to talk about vulnerability, what it can do for us and those around us when we embrace it but also the cost that we pay when we don't. And we are joining this conversation by Lee Hopkins from Chicago, Illinois. Lee is a relationship coach who helps people create lasting friendship and meaningful relationships. Lee is a trans man who has spent several years searching for connection and community by any means. After struggling with loneliness most of his life, he discovered how understanding his own patterns of behavior would help him create his own community and make lasting connections. He's also a fellow podcaster of the Patterns of Possibilities show. Ali, welcome to the Forgiven Try show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. <laughs> Hello, Rosanna. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Well, the introduction was all for you and obviously part is your, your bio. I just mentioned uh, a very few things about uh, you, in particular, mm. this need that you have to find connection. Can, can we start from there? I would like to know more about you and uh, obviously your journey to uh, become a relationship coach after struggling so much in finding meaningful uh, connections. Yes, I struggled a whole lot in my entire life. Like My entire life is felt like a struggle to make connections with people. I felt like I could not be my authentic self while growing up in my own hometown. So I grew up in a small town in Ohio and I felt very disconnected from the people there. 
even disconnected from my family. Like we weren't very close. I didn't really understand what it meant to be close. But I've always heard that I need to find my tribe. So when I had an opportunity to go to college, I thought this would be the opportunity I needed. This would be where I could find my tribe because the school I went to was still in state, but there were people from different cultures and backgrounds and even international students that came to the, to the uh, university to study. So I connected with them, I met them, I, I had conversations with them, but I still felt so very lonely. And so I, I figured, well, these just aren't my people. And that was my pattern. These just aren't my people. So again, I had an opportunity after college to leave the state and I moved to California. So I moved to California and in California, so at this point in time, I was still um, um, presenting as a female or a cis woman. So presenting as a cis woman and I also wanted to date women. So that was something that was kind of taboo that I hid in Ohio. And I only told a few people and I felt like, well, I got to find the right people so that I could be myself around those people. So I moved to California and I thought that would be more helpful and I'd find more people, reinvent myself. And sure enough, I did. I found myself doing a lot of karaoke. I loved karaoke. <laughs> and I made the, I was like a mini celebrity, honestly, uh, in some places, like, and um, I would connect with people. They would know my name when I came into the bar. They would know my drink order. They would know so much about me. And I thought that I would be able to be my authentic self with them. You know, they met my girlfriend and things like that. And I still felt so lonely. I still felt like there was something about me that I couldn't share with them. So then if these weren't my people, then I must be not being my authentic self. That's what I started to, to learn. Like I'm not being my authentic self. And I thought, well, authenticity means that I need to become trans, like do the trans transition because that's what I'm hiding from them. I need to transition, but I didn't even give them an opportunity. I didn't share that with them or anything like that. I just left. So I had an opportunity to leave the state again and then move to Chicago where I am now. And here in Chicago, I found myself around the right people to help me get the information to help me feel connected, to help me feel supported in making my transition. So I reinvented myself again here in Chicago. I met the, the queer community who helped me through the process. And even it was around the time that Caitlyn Jenner was coming out. So it became a little more acceptable. And I thought, this is it. Rosanna, this is it. I found my tribe. I found my people. I'm going to live my authentic self. And I still felt so very lonely still lonely. I still felt like, although I have met people who have had this experience where they have transitioned physically, emotionally, I don't relate to them. A, a small part of the population, but I don't relate to them. And I was like, how could this be? Uh, how could this be? What is going on? And I realized that I was the common denominator. I was the person in all these scenarios who felt like misunderstood or, or felt like I wasn't connected. So I realized I didn't have the answer and I went for therapy. I took uh, some group counseling, had group counseling, and I learned more about myself and my, what it means to really 
search for your authentic self. And once I discovered what it really meant, is once I started making connections with people, I realized that I have to tell everybody. So that's how I became a coach. I have to tell everybody, just quite simply, I have to tell as many people as possible, like, hey, this is what I did. Maybe it'll work for you. I hope it'll work for you because it's terrible to be lonely. I know it's terrible to be lonely. And if you tried this, this, and that, then maybe try this other thing. It will help you just as it helped me. And that's how I become a coach. So it was really opening up and, and showing your, your own vulnerability that you basically managed to, to find your, your tribe. Do I understand correctly? Uh, yes, yes. So it was about being vulnerable with other people. And that's, that's a big key to understanding and um, understanding how to make connections with other people. So I guess the, the clarity came with therapy because I didn't know that I wasn't being my authentic self. And that was it. I didn't know that I wasn't being vulnerable. I thought I was sharing things with people, but I would only share with a select few people. I would only share with people I thought felt safe. And I think vulnerability is when you open up in spaces where you may get hurt, may get hurt. Don't try to create a space in which you will absolutely positively not get hurt because that just doesn't happen. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. So understanding that about vulnerability and becoming resilient has really helped me make these connections. I absolutely love what you just said, because in fact, I, I was curious and I searched for the definition of vulnerability on the dictionary. And it is described as the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or armed, either mm -hmm. physically or emotionally. And in fact, I wanted to ask you what you think about this definition. Oh, yeah, that is definitely spot on. I've, the reason why I wasn't able to, to open up or to connect with people is because I wasn't trying to feel hurt or rejection. I didn't give them an opportunity to feel this hurt or rejection. So I wouldn't share anything that would make them know me or help them know me. But then I would also be very resentful and angry that they didn't know me. <laughs> I can, uh, I can understand that. So would you say that this is because socially we think of vulnerability as a, a weakness, perhaps? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've grown up where you kind of keep your secrets. You know, you don't air your dirty laundry. That's something that we say. We don't share things that could hurt us. And I think also we, we also look for things that could be good attributes or could be things that you're proud of. And we will use those things to try and hurt you. I mean, as humans in general, if we don't like you, we can take something that you're good at and turn it against you and make you feel small for that. So why would I want to share something with you that is already an insecurity of mine? You are going to take that. <laughs> I've been conditioned to know that you're going to take that and you're going to use it against me. So you share anything like that, it's a weakness and you are going to be hurt and you're, it's going to be to your detriment. And furthermore, nobody is going to help you. We are all going to laugh at you because you have been silly enough and foolish enough to share your weakness. 
it's beautiful what you just said about being conditioned to think that that is a weakness and so people will pick on you just on that particular thing. So what is your relationship today with vulnerability? I can guess it's very different. Perhaps you don't think it's a weakness anymore. Oh, absolutely not. I don't know what gave you that. Can I say that you just laid up? (laughs) Yes. You know, I've discovered that that is the absolute only way to make friendships. And I'll tell you this story. Um, When I was running from the truth of who I am, I I ran to Chicago. And in Chicago, I was still having problems. I was still not able to connect with people. But then the therapy... And uh, part of the therapy was learning more about what I can do and how I can show up in mindset. And so I had decided that I'm going to go out to a club or go out somewhere and meet someone new and have a conversation with them. So I ended up going to a comedy bar, comedy club. um, And um, during admission, I was having a conversation with a person, with a guy, and we were having a great conversation. I turned the conversation towards LGBTQ and trans stuff. And I was kind of curious about, you know, how can I open up to them? And sure enough, they had mentioned that they had never seen a trans person before. They don't understand the process. They have no idea why anyone would want to transition. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to share my truth with you. And we are going to be best of friends because you are missing some history or some, you have a gap in your knowledge and right here, I can fill it for you and also stop running from the truth of who I am. I'm going to share that with you. And so I start talking. I tell them I'm a trans person, trans man, and their face, their eyes like bugged out. They stopped talking completely and they left gone completely. Didn't say anything else to me. They were gone. Oh, wow. And yeah, and that was a pivotal moment that has changed my, my outlook on rejection and being vulnerable because I was. I shared my entire truth with them right there, and I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. But you know what? I didn't die. I didn't. At the end of that, I had people to help me through the process, to process that and to, to deal with the hurt emotion. But when I look back on it and I can reflect on it years later, I know that not everyone wants to know the truth, the deepest truth about who you are. I also realized that he was saying that in so many ways that he wasn't ready for this kind of conversation. He was saying it in so many ways and I wasn't tuned in and I wasn't connected to what they were saying. So. In that time, in that moment, when I look back, I realized that that person didn't mean me any ill will, wasn't trying to hurt me because they didn't say anything. They just stopped talking. They left. They didn't try to say that, Lee, you're a bad person. Lee, you disgust me. They didn't say anything like that. They just removed themselves from the situation. And in that, they did us both a favor. By me being open and vulnerable and realizing that I know I need my truth to be told, there's somebody who is not willing and ready to hear it. And I would have been 
hadn't I been able to process that. I would have been chasing him down, trying to change him, trying to say, this is why you should like me. I'm a great person despite I'm trans. And then here's all the things about being trans that you should know that are important. Neither of us really wanted to do that. Being vulnerable and open with myself, being true to myself in that moment made us made the situation or made the connection easy to know that although we were getting along, having nice conversation, later on down the road, I could not be my authentic self with them. Opening up and being vulnerable at that moment, just, just it, uh, it brought it to life a lot more quickly than it would have. All of my relationships before then had failed because I'd been adjusting or I'd been trying to do something that would appease them. And in this moment, I didn't have an opportunity to. I didn't have an opportunity to, and I realized also that I don't want to. So being vulnerable and getting hurt in that moment, realized that it was just that moment. It wasn't something that dragged out over the years like it had been in other relationships of mine. But it was a, a beautiful moment of growth for both of you because you realized that you could open up, right? And the other, mm -hmm. and also the, that the other person was not ready to to face that mm -hmm. sort of uh, uh, conversation. So uh, I think it was a, a fantastic example of uh, how relationship then uh, can build or, or, or not. And it's okay the way, you know, if people are not ready uh, for that, it's uh, absolutely okay, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And what really destroys or makes us feel lonely rather in our relationships is that we try and make the other person ready. We, we spend the energy and the effort to make someone else ready, chasing after them, telling them why they should, or trying to change who they are to fit us. And the, neither of us wants that. The truth is, for me, is that I want to be myself. I don't want someone to run away when I tell them about me. That's terrible. But in order to... Yeah, but in order to discover what is going to make people run and what people are going to stay for is being vulnerable, opening up and sharing that. In your journey, you mentioned already the word rejection, the fear of rejection. Were there other um, sort of obstacles or uh, resistance that you had in, in opening up? Um, you already mentioned that it was a, a journey in itself, uh, finding that, that sort of courage. Did you have any other uh, sort of fear, for example, that uh, prevented you to, uh, from embracing uh, that, that vulnerability? Um, yeah, you know, past experiences, uh, mainly around sharing anything that could be perceived as a weakness was really a big fear. What can people do with, with the weaknesses that I show them? And they could make fun of me. They could say mean things. They could ostracize me. But then I, I realized that, you know, they can do those things, but there are so many other people who are interested in who I am. And so it wasn't the biggest, it was, it was a big deal, but having experiences in which I really paid attention to what people do has really helped me overcome this experience of, of feeling afraid. 
to the most of the time, it's just being afraid of what I think people can do to me. And then after realizing that people, I give people the permission to make me feel small. I give people the permission to make me feel like I'm not worthy to be around them. And there are two people in the situation, I guess there, well, there's me. I mean, I have a choice in deciding whether I'm worthy or not. Like I can believe that I'm not worthy and feel sad, or I can believe that I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be around them anyway, and I can be okay. It's just mostly the fear of rejection, the fear of being hurt physically because of being trans, the rejection as far as dating, that was a big thing. I was like, I would uh, be afraid to tell people that I'm trans. I try to warm them up to my personality and then tell them, but that's not fair to either one of us. Neither of us wants to do that. And I was very, I, I referenced that point back to that, that man who stopped talking to me because it is as simple as that to just stop when you realize that it's not going to go any further. Yeah. So I, I, people. I, I love what you're saying. And if I want to read you um, a quote from a woman that I absolutely love, Brené Brown, who has okay. researched, studied, published a lot about vulnerability. I mean, she is really the queen and probably the first person who um, brought vulnerability as a, a mainstream topic uh, to normalize it and uh, to say it's okay to be vulnerable. And she says, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. And it feels to me mm. that is exactly what you are saying, right? Absolutely. I love Brene Brown. That is a beautiful quote. Yes. And, uh, you know, letting go of the outcome is one of the biggest things that has helped me. Um, actually, reframing how I think about the outcome or think about situations has helped me overcome so much. It's becoming more curious about what will happen in, in, in scenes or experiments. Like when, when I share my truth with people, what will, what will people do? And how will people behave? And since then, since that experience of, of sharing the deepness of who I am with a trans person, I realized that I don't have to tell everybody, even though I'm broadcasting it here on your podcast and everywhere I go and it's on my website, on my social media. <laughs> I don't have to tell everybody about that. I, I don't have to tell everybody about that. It just, I just find it much easier to step into my truth and feel like, people would want to talk to me or not talk to me otherwise. I don't want to be connected and talk about things that are important to me. But as soon as we dive deeply into the, I don't know, the existence of who I am, like being trans, that separates us. But then we had this beautiful connection before. It's more painful to let the beautiful connection disappear. So I find it much easier just to be upfront and share that wholeness of who I am. And um, I also find it easier to find myself in a place who, with people who are more welcoming to that rather than going to places I'm trying to make connections or friends with people who are not so interested in learning about it. But 
but uh, to your point, I'm just saying that curiosity has really helped with being able to deal with the vulnerability. If I'm open and honest, I'm going to, I'll be curious about what people are, how, how they're going to react rather than so much cautious. I absolutely love what you're saying. Lee, if you had to uh, talk to people who are a little bit reluctant in, uh, uh, in being vulnerable uh, in, and comfortable in, your, in their own skin, what would you say to them? What are the costs perhaps that they are paying by not being vulnerable and that perhaps they don't really realize quite yet? And what would be the benefits uh, of it? And you mentioned in terms of benefits, so a, a couple of words that I really love, uh, particularly authenticity uh, with you, who you are. But I leave yeah. it to you. Yeah, so I referenced, um, you know, not being able to be yourself and, well, not sharing the, really, the deep truth of who you are and connecting with someone else um, on a different, on, on different topics or a different level, but when you reveal the truth of who you are, your relationship may fall apart. And so I had that experience when um, I really connected well with a coworker. I mean, this guy was this really awesome. And I think they still are very awesome. We talked about all kinds of things that I normally wasn't able to talk about with other people. So I felt instantly connected. I'm like, we, we understand each other in a way that I haven't understood another person, but they met me as I am now and I never told them that I was trans. I didn't tell them I was trans. So I'm out there trying to make friends also, and I'm also connected to this person. And I feel like I want to talk to them about any and everything. I talk to them about my family, talk to them about my daily life, but I do not tell them things about being trans, about me being trans particularly. So I go to start dating with people, dating people, and I, was having difficulty with it. I was frustrated with it. I, I, was, I was sad and I needed support. I wanted support. But this really cool guy that I have known for a while that we connect on to talk about just about anything, we could not talk about this one thing, this thing that I needed support on. And so I felt lonely. He understood everything about me except this part. I could tell him bits and pieces, like I went on the date or I wanted to go on the date and they rejected me, but I couldn't tell him why. And that hurt. I felt absolutely lost and lonely. I'm like, oh, this again, this again. So because I wasn't willing to share my truth with them and let them do what they wanted with it, let them treat me and connect with me how they should, let them see me fully as who I am, I was alone. I was alone. And so to you who have this thing, whatever it is that you don't want to share, I encourage you to find someone that you can share with, someone that you can share with and talk about this particular thing. And it needs to be someone that you talk about, talk to on a regular basis, not just a random stranger. I used to do that. It is definitely not as fulfilling as someone, as speaking to someone who really knows who you are, really knows what you do on a day-to-day basis, knows your history, knows about what you want in life. There's nothing that's more special than speaking to someone who knows that about you because they really see you. 
you can trust them. They can offer you advice and support. And you know, when I finally told my friend about being trans, I, I say that they didn't respond in a negative way. They were surprised. And I felt more on my side, like, wow, I, I felt like I was not a real person to them. There's nothing that they said or did that made me feel this way. It was just me. It was like, wow. Imagine finding something about someone that surprised or shocked you, and you're thinking that you know everything. I felt like I betrayed them. <laughs> I feel like I betrayed them. And also, you know, they didn't really quite have the tools to support me, to support me being trans in the way that I wanted them to. So it's best to build that kind of relationship at the beginning before you go in, you create this beautiful connection and not have what you really need at the end of the day. So open up and share some things, share what's important to you, to other people. What if you had to, to think about perhaps one or two qualities or uh, some, some sort of understanding that we need in order to embrace vulnerability, what would you say? Yes, well, definitely feeling curious, being curious and realizing that it is not about you. In the case of the, the person who stopped talking to me, they had their own feelings and thoughts about what was happening in the situation. And so they just removed themselves. And if that happens, it's not about you. But you are fortunate enough, you're putting on your, your, the way you look at it, your mindset, you're fortunate enough to, to not have to put energy into an experience with someone who doesn't want it in the first place. You have now all this time and energy back to connect with another person. So when you do meet other people and you want to open up and you want to be vulnerable, I recommend that you know three things about yourself. And that is, you know, your history, who you are, like um, being black, being trans man, those are things that are part of my history. And then your hobbies, what's important to you? What are some of the things that bring you joy? What do you like to do? And then your habits, your, your daily routines, the things that you don't skip, if, if you ever skip them, the, the afternoon walks, the, the coffee, the coffee shops, whatever it is that you do, working out, those are important things about who you are to connect with other people, to share with other people. And what I want to do is, is help you be more apt to open up to things that are not as deeply important to you so you can slowly work up to that process. Because we open up to people when we, when we feel safe. And of course, vulnerability is a practice. It's a practice I don't... <laughs> I asked you to share something about yourself, but I don't want you to go off the deep end and not have support to help you come back from that. You face a major rejection like I did, but I had support to help me. And if you're facing, if you're being vulnerable and you don't have support to help you through it, you might start to close up further and further. So it's, it's more beneficial for the whole process to practice opening up with little things, revealing little things about yourself until you get to the deep things. So with your history, hobbies, and habits, I would like you to think about 
the ones that are big and deep and important to you? What is something about you that you want to share with someone or they should know about you well, as part of your history? What is it they should know about you in your history? So if you take me for being trans, for example, I want people to know that about me. I have, it, I have it plastered all over the website, right? I have it plastered everywhere and I'm talking about it. I want people to know that about me. But if I were in conversation and no one has ever seen me or met me before, then I would lean the conversation towards LGBTQ stuff just to kind of see where they are feeling it. And then I would move further into the conversation to see is it a little safer, is it a little safer? And if I get to a point where they're like, I'm maybe romantically attracted to them and they say something like, oh, I'd never date a trans person, then ouch, I feel that as rejection and vulnerability, but that's okay, we can still be friends. We can still work from there. There's a point in which I'm gonna feel rejection, but I can be curious about that vulnerability that, or that rejection. But the point is, is to be open and vulnerable and to share a little bit at a time not to open up so much that you are going to get hurt beyond repair. You're going to get hurt and add more to the trauma. It's a fantastic, fantastic advice. I absolutely love it. And in particular, I loved what you said about uh, knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. In fact, I, I wanted to ask, for people that struggle with vulnerability and being completely vulnerable with others, what is that telling us about the relationship they have with themselves? I think it's telling them that they don't have um, experiences in being mindful of their boundaries. Okay, so <laughs> let me see if I can break that down a little more. Because I think boundaries are, are not what people use them as today. Like I, I think Boundaries, people say they're setting limits on what people's, other people's behaviors are and saying no to other people. But boundaries, I'd like to reframe and refresh the idea of boundaries by saying that they are about knowing what your character is, your values are. They're about having experiences in the world and recognizing your emotional reaction to those experiences. Because I believe that boundaries are created by having an experience in the world you walk around and you, you have an experience, boom. You have an emotional response to that experience. And then you log that experience in your body and your mind. And you may go through the world and not remember that you've been hurt, but your body and your mind does. And they react, they react and they feel some kind of way and they do something. And maybe they'll close up and they'll say, nah, I, this, is a, this is a situation in which I was hurt before. What was I doing? Your, your mind is like, what were we doing? We were being vulnerable. So let's close up. And as soon as you walk into a situation, your body and your mind feel it. You're unconsciously aware, but your body and your mind feel it. And then all of a sudden you're like clamming up. I don't want to share. I'm not going to share because this is vulnerability. It's scary. You've had this experience in the world where you've created a boundary in which you, it's a part of your person where you're just clammed up or you're closed up. And so you don't really know consciously what you're doing here. Your body, your body and your mind does. And so I would say that you're missing an opportunity to look at yourself, to reflect on what you are doing in different spaces, what you're, what you're feeling in different spaces. 
So vulnerability is really looking at who you are and how you behave. And for that, I'd recommend uh, journaling so that you can write down your experiences because it is hard to reflect on it when, you're, when your body and your mind have just taken over. But when you're out of that space and you're a little more relaxed, you can write about your experience. Why didn't you want to open up? What, what didn't you say when you could have said something? And then look into why you didn't say that. And that would help you um, become more vulnerable. Is this the process that you use with your clients as a relationship coach? Yes, absolutely. It is the, the process that um, I use. I ask them to um, reflect on how they feel about some of the experiences that they have. And then some meditation, like understanding why we feel the way we do and trying and encouraging them to do something different or be curious about it and trying to do di different things so that they can open up and see what it's like to be a little vulnerable. And then if you get hurt, okay, what do we do now? You know, going through the process of, of learning more about yourself and trying different things. In fact, that's how I learned um, to be more vulnerable with people is to look at my history, hobbies, and habits and go do things in those spaces and see what it's like to be vulnerable there versus what it's not like to be vulnerable in other places or what it's like to be vulnerable in other places where I was unsure and, and, and see what I came up with. Yeah. And do they come up with some resistance in uh, opening up or uh, your clients, I mean, or they perhaps embrace the process and, uh, they start playing with it. Yeah. So most of my clients will start playing with the process. And there have been a few people who just aren't ready for that. And that's absolutely fine. That's honestly, that's the way it is. And I, I believe that there is no wrong way or right way to go about any process like this. I think that you learned your lesson when you need to, and you continue on with life. The life is just, just full of lessons. So um, for me, the process was moving from place to place to place and realizing that my idea of being in different places with different people still left me with the feeling of being afraid. I was afraid to share. I was afraid, no, no matter what place that was, I was afraid to share until I've decided that, well, I can't be afraid to share. And so I had that huge rejection with a guy. I got a huge rejection. I won't be afraid to share. And I got a huge rejection. And then I had to move on from there. Like, okay, now I wasn't afraid to share, but I still got rejected. What does that tell me? Well, about the rejection, we weren't meant to be friends. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's the biggest takeaway that I got. Of course, there are little other things to, to, to take care of, but the biggest takeaway was that we weren't meant to be friends. Try again, we'll try again, see what happens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I love that. Uh, nothing as uh, uh, major has happened other than we were in a good fit uh, for each other. So I absolutely love that. But also I find that with vulnerability, when you show your vulnerability, somehow you uh, also give permission to the other person to be vulnerable because the guy who st stood up and, uh, and left, 
showed you their vulnerability in, in talking and embracing uh, your changes and uh, what was going on in, in your life. So I, I think it's, it's extremely powerful, no? Yes, I, I am smiling a whole lot over here because I, I feel like that is a pro tip right there. That's a big, big secret. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even realize. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's a big secret to, to, I think that maybe people who make you feel comfortable talking to them, they exhibit first. They, they share some vulnerability and they also let you know that whatever you say, it's, it's, it's right. Like, right is probably the wrong, not the, not the correct word I'm looking for, but it, I see you for, for what you share, for what you share to me. So if I open up and I start being vulnerable with people, so that's one of the things I like to do is talk about when, especially if a new person, new place, who am I and where am I from? I have an origin story ready to, to share with them, but a quick bite, like to introduce myself to who, here's a bit of who I am and why I'm here at this event. And that will give them permission to share a little more about who they are, because I just warmed up the, the place for them. I just warmed it up for them. And then I'm always excited about learning about where they're from and why they're here. And I will open up and I will share more about my story and I'll invite them to share more about their story. But I think, you know, the thing is that you start, you start first. If you're comfortable with the rejection, if you're comfortable with the truth of who you are, like I'm from Ohio and no matter how anybody feels about Ohio, I can open up and share it like, hey, this is where I'm from. And if you don't like me because I'm from Ohio, then I guess that's okay, fine, wow. We're, and that's a rejection. I'm being vulnerable and open with you, but it's so, it's so surface level, even though it's a core of me, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. And so looking for those tidbits, those pieces of the core of who you are, but you're so firm in them that it doesn't matter if you get rejected, it's still vulnerability. It's still vulnerability. That's absolutely beautiful. Leo, we mentioned before, society doesn't have a good relationship with vulnerability. But if we think about it, society is not an abstract construction. We are society. We are the, the people. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to change the situation, to normalize um, the, the concept about vulnerability? I think that part of what you're doing, talking about it, is very, very helpful. Bringing that to light and bringing it to people's awareness about vulnerability is, is very key to it. And individually, I think that being the vulnerable person is what you need, what we need to do. Because as Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. And that's absolutely true. We can't change anybody else. The only thing we can do is change ourselves. And we're caught in a, a pattern. When we connect with people, we connect in a, in a pattern. And whatever they're used to doing, they, if they meet you and you're doing something different, they will have to respond differently. 
they will have to because you are a completely different, new, fascinating, vulnerable person to them. And you might just be the thing that they've been looking for, but didn't know they needed. They might melt into you and become vulnerable themselves. I think that's what people do, honestly, when you start opening up. That's why Renee Brown is so, 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 so popular because everybody wants to, to do this. They just didn't know how. We didn't know that we needed it, you know? It was the big secret, right? We, we yeah. have to yeah. keep uh, hiding uh, in, in the corner. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. love that. Absolutely beautiful. Um, Lee, every single uh, time I have a guest, I, I need to ask this uh, question uh, about forgiveness. And uh, I'm in a sort of quest to understand the power of forgiveness. And when I, um, I, I burned out a few years ago, and in my journey to come out of that uh, burnout, I discovered forgiveness. And my understanding was that it was this process of letting go, the act of letting go, everything that doesn't serve you, uh, was the very first step in a roadmap to thrive. And that's forgive and thrive. So how much forgiveness, um, well, first of all, what do you think about forgiveness uh, meant as letting go of what doesn't serve you? And is important when it comes to vulnerability? Uh, is there anything that you have to forgive yourself when you embrace vulnerability? Hmm, forgiveness as letting go of ourself or letting go of things that don't serve us. Hmm, I think that's very interesting because the way forgiveness has been framed for me is if someone has transgressed against you, someone has hurt you. And so I think about how I would apply that to me and how I've hurt myself. It means that I haven't been authentic with myself. I've been denying my, my truth, myself of who I am. And that would be forgiveness. Um, and I would deny the truth of who I am in order to hang on to things that are not as important to my soul or spirit as, as being my authentic self. So forgiving myself, letting, that means letting go of the people that haven't served me, letting go of the things that I've done that not served my ultimate purpose or that have warmed my heart. And I think that is a very beautiful concept. And I, something that I subscribe to is something that I hadn't thought of that way before. I, and I really like it. I know. Um, I completely missed the point until I had to look into it. So um, I, I had a completely biased um, understanding and, uh, and of the meaning of forgiveness. So that's why I, I keep asking, because I want to test the concept every single interview that, that, I, that I do. So thank you very much for, for answering that. Um, I really like that question. Yes. So great. Thank you. No, thank you. So I want to come back on you for uh, finishing this uh, beautiful, beautiful conversation. So I would like to know what you are working on and uh, what is... Uh, in the plan for, for Lee for the second half of 2022. Oh, yes. So thank you for that. I am working on developing a group coaching program 
Right now I have a 30 day friendships, a 30 day friendship challenge and where I help people make friendships in 30 days. Essentially, it's a lot about what we talked about here today, but it's more in depth. Like most of the people find themselves like I did in the wrong places to make friends. And I want to help shortcut that and make it so you feel comfortable and definitely deal with vulnerability. We do deal with vulnerability and opening up to people. That's the only way that you can make meaningful friendships. Fantastic. I love it. And if there are listeners that would like to know a little bit more about you, what you do and how they can work with you, for, for example, where they can come and check you out. You can find me at PatternsOfPossibility.com. There you can find my um, links and my social media links and all that. But if you want to find me on social media, you can also find me at Patterns of Possibility on in Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all the other social media sites too. Fantastic. And we will put all the links in the description of today's episode so everyone can just click and uh, find you on the other side. Lee, one final question. If there was one take-home message that you would love everybody to remember from this conversation today, what would that be? Um, your experiences are not unique. So there's somebody out there who is feeling lost and lonely and disconnected. They are waiting for you to share. They're waiting for you to open up. They're waiting for someone to say, someone understands me just like you are. So be vulnerable. Wow, that is a fantastic message. Well, I hope that this episode has provided insights and inspiration on how we can change our life by embracing our own vulnerability. And I want to leave you with another quote from Brené Brown. Vulnerability is the core, the heart, the center of meaningful human experiences. Lee, thank you very much for being with us today, for accepting our invitation, for sharing so much about your personal life and, and being vulnerable with us. Uh, you gave us the permission to, to be also vulnerable. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a wonderful time here. Thank you. Well, we would love to know what you think about this topic. Uh, do you know anybody um, that perhaps uh, needs the same message or perhaps there are questions that you would like to be answered and we didn't really address today? If so, let us know. Get in touch. Also, don't forget to check Lee's website and to follow him on social media. We will put all the links in the description of today's episode. Finally, if you have been affected in any way by the topic we discussed today, as always, I invite you to seek professional help. Join me next time when we will continue exploring inspiring and challenging situations. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send me an email at forgiventrive at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time. Thank you and goodbye.